with an unlimited supply of misinformation is Mr. Know-it-all. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Locked On ACC for Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. Tax day in the U.S., kind of. It's still tax day. Also, the birthdays of musicians Dave Edmonds, Samantha Fox, and Chris Stapleton. Happy birthday to you if it's yours. I am Brian Wilmer. I am from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest. I'm your host for this here program. Thank you for joining us. If you want to contact us, very simple. Just follow us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can follow me individually on Twitter if you'd like. I am at Sports Matters. Another tournament throwback edition today. Only two left, this one and Friday, and then we're done. So for this penultimate ride, go ahead, jump in, belt up, off we go. A long trip today as we head back to 1981, 1981, another of the great years in ACC basketball. We'll take you through the world, the ACC, and the NCAA in 1981 in the next 30 minutes. January 19th, 1981, United States and Iranian officials signed an agreement to release 52 American hostages after they'd been held captive for 14 months. The next day, Those hostages are released and returned home after Ronald Reagan is sworn in as the 40th president of the United States. Reagan, then on March 30th, was shot. John Hinckley Jr. shot him in the chest outside a hotel in Washington, D.C. Two police officers and James Brady, the press secretary at the time, were wounded in that shooting. April 18th. A minor league baseball game between the Rochester Red Wings and Pawtucket Red Sox at McCoy Stadium in Pawtucket became the longest professional baseball game in history. Eight hours and 25 minutes. The game was 33 innings. The 33rd inning not played until two months and five days later. Also, by the way, if you're looking for good reading material, because everybody seems to be during this quarantine, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, Bottom of the 33rd by Dan Barry is an outstanding, outstanding book that talks about this particular game and the circumstances surrounding it, those Pawtucket Red Sox. Just trust me on this. Very, very, very fun book. June 5th, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the United States report that five cases, the first recognized cases of AIDS, were detected June 12th. Interesting uh, combination of things on this day. Raiders of the Lost Ark released to theaters and the 1981 Major League Baseball strike begins. July 7th, Ronald Reagan nominates Sandra Day O'Connor to the Supreme Court. July 9th, let's see if you might be able to tell what happened on July 9th just by listening to this. Yes, July 9th, Donkey Kong is released. Missed that game. August 1st, MTV 
debuts. What was the first video to air on MTV? I know that at least one of you that's listening knows this as with always on this program. I'll give you one second because it's a podcast and we don't like that air. So think about it for one second. The first video to air on MTV, Video Killed the Radio Star by the one-hit wonder The Buggles. August 9th, the Major League Baseball strike ends, and it ends by the All-Star Game being played in Cleveland in Old Municipal Stadium. August 24th, Mark David Chapman sentenced to 20 years to life in prison after pleading guilty to murdering John Lennon the year prior. September 17th, Ric Flair defeats Dusty Rhodes, wins his first World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship in Kansas City. A lot of limousine rides and jet flying after that. September 19th, Simon and Garfunkel perform the concert in Central Park, a free concert in New York. Approximately 500,000 people in attendance. I'm not a big concert person, but I am a big, big music person. The performance of Bridge Over Troubled Water from that is the only thing I've heard from that concert, the only thing I ever will hear from that concert, the only thing I'll ever need to hear from that concert. Find it on YouTube, trust me. September 25th, Sandra Day O'Connor becomes officially the first female justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. The Rolling Stones begin the Tattoo You Tour at JFK Stadium in Philadelphia. October 2nd, one of the great records in history, The Police's Ghost in the Machine drops. November 16th, Luke and Laura marry on General Hospital, which was the highest rated hour in daytime television history. Unbelievable. December 11th, Muhammad Ali loses the final fight in which he ever participates. To whom did he lose? Again, one second. Ali dropped that bout to Trevor Burbick. Celebrities turning 39 this year. January 3rd, Eli Manning. January 6th, Mike Jones. Who? January 15th, Pitbull. January 25th, Alicia Keys. January 31st, Justin Timberlake. February 17th, Paris Hilton. February 18th, Andre Karolenko. April 19th, Troy Polamalu. April 28th, Jessica Alba. May 1st, Wes Welker. May 22nd, Daniel Bryan. June 9th, Natalie Portman. June 21st, Brandon Flowers of the Killers. July 11th, Andre Johnson the legendary former receiver. August 8th, Roger Federer. August 28th, Jake Owen. September 12th, Jennifer Hudson. October 30th, Ivanka Trump. November 25th, the Bush twins, Barbara and Jenna. December 2nd, Britney Spears. And December 8th, Philip Rivers. Three significant deaths in 1981. May 11th, Bob Marley. Missed that guy. June 9th, Alan Ludden. And July 16th, Harry Chapin, he of Cats in the Cradle, fame. The top three songs in 1981, Kenny Rogers' Lady, number three, Diana Ross and Lionel Richie's Endless Love, number two, and Kim Carnes' Betty Davis Eyes, number one, in 1981. The top three movies in 1981, Superman 2, number three, $108,185,706, On Golden Pond, number two, $119,285,432. And number one, the aforementioned Raiders of the Lost Ark, $212,222,025. Your top three films in 1981. So there's your look at the world of culture in 1981. The world of the ACC in 1981 went this way. 
Virginia, 13 and 1 in the league, 29 and 4 overall. Carolina, 10 and 4, 29 and 8. Wake Forest, 9 and 5, 22 and 7. Maryland, 8 and 6, 21 and 10. Duke, 6 and 8, 17 and 13. Clemson, 6 and 8, 20 and 11. NC State, 4 and 10, 14 and 13. And Georgia Tech, 0 and 14, 4 and 23. Your All-ACC Superlatives in 1981 Player of the Year, Ralph Sampson, Rookie of the Year, Sam Perkins. The first and second team All-League players, first team Gene Banks of Duke, Frank Johnson, Wake Forest, Jeff Lamp, Virginia, Al Wood of Carolina, and Ralph Sampson. Your second team, Sidney Lowe of NC State, Larry Nance of Clemson, James Worthy of Carolina, Albert King of Maryland, and Buck Williams of Maryland. Your All-ACC Superlatives in 1981. We'll take you next to the 1981 ACC and NCAA tournaments. Before we do, though, I will remind you, as you heard on Monday's program, the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Check out the Mock Draft every day this week on Locked On NFL. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow Locked On NFL on Spotify. Take you to the ACC and NCAA tournaments in 1981 right after this. You're listening to Locked On ACC. This is Locked on ACC for April 15th, 2020. Taking you back to 1981 for a tournament throwback edition. The ACC tournament in 1981 held in Landover, Maryland at the Cap Center. Round one, the quarterfinals. Virginia easily over Georgia Tech, 76-47 in the 1-8 game. Maryland squeaks by Duke, 56-53 in the 4-5 contest. Carolina easily over NC State, 69-54 in the 2-7 tilt. And Wake Forest turns away Clemson, 80-71 in the 3-6 game. First semifinal, Maryland hammers Virginia, 85-62 to advance to the final. North Carolina gets by Wake Forest, 58-57 in the other semi to go on to the championship game. March 7th of 1981, and North Carolina, your victor. 61-60 in another great league championship game. Dean Smith wins his eighth ACC championship. North Carolina, it's ninth. Sam Perkins, your MVP of the 1981 ACC tournament. Now on to the 1981 NCAA tournament. The sites, the East, the Charlotte Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Providence Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island, the Mideast, UD Arena in Dayton, Memorial Coliseum in Tuscaloosa, the Midwest Frank Irwin Center in Austin, and the Levitt Arena in Wichita and the West, the Special Events Center in El Paso and Pauley Pavilion in Los Angeles, the regional semis and finals, the East, the Omni in Atlanta, the Mideast Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana, interesting, the Midwest, the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, and the West, the Special Events Center in Salt Lake City in the Final Four in the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Now on to the 1981 NCAA tournament itself. Four ACC teams made it. Virginia, North Carolina, Wake Forest, and Maryland. We'll start you in the East. Virginia, the number one seed in the East. They get sent to Charlotte. Virginia plays Villanova in its first game. Virginia gets a bye. Villanova beats Houston 90-72 in Charlotte in the sort of play-in game. Virginia then beats Villanova 54-50, advancing onto the regional semi in Atlanta. Virginia would play Tennessee in the regional semi. Tennessee beat VCU 58-56. VCU had beaten 
LIU 85-69 in round one to get to that game. So Virginia-Tennessee in one regional semifinal. The other featured six-seed BYU, who beat Princeton in the 6-11 game, then beat third-seeded UCLA by 23-78-55 to advance on to Atlanta. They would take on Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat 10-seed James Madison, 54-45. JMU had eliminated Georgetown in the first round. Virginia wins the first regional semi, 62-48 over Tennessee. BYU then beats Notre Dame 51-50 to get to the other side of the regional final, which, by the way, that's a, that's also a pretty interesting game. If you go back and watch that, you get to see Danny Ainge back in his uh, days as a BYU star. Ainge had 12 points in that game. Virginia then plays BYU for a shot at the Final Four. Virginia 74, BYU 60, sending home the Cougars, sending the Cavaliers to the Final Four. Five Cavaliers in double figures that day. Ralph Sampson, 22 points, 12 boards. Jeff Lamp scored 18. Lee Raker, 12. And Jeff Jones and Othell Wilson, 10 apiece. Virginia shot 47.3% from the field. 78.6 from the line, 22 of 28. Sending the Cavaliers on to the Final Four. Next to the Mideast Regional, where we had Maryland as the ACC representative. Maryland, the sixth seed. They beat Chattanooga 81-69 in round one in Dayton, then would go on to play Indiana, and Indiana made easy work of Maryland 99-64 to send home the Terrapins in quite the uh, second-round thud for Maryland. Indiana that day, 41 of 63, 65.1%, 17 of 20 from the line, 85%, five Hoosiers in doubles, Ray Tolbert, 26, Landon Turner, 20, Isaiah Thomas, 19, Ted Kitchell, 13, Randy Whitman, 10. Maryland, meanwhile, 43.5% for the Terps, 30 of 69, just four of six from the line. Three Terps and doubles, Albert King with 22, Buck Williams, 16 points, 10 boards, Ernest Graham, 14 points, 10 boards, and boom, go the Terrapins. In other action, in the Mideast Regional, DePaul, the number one seed gets sent to Dayton and gets sent home in its first game. St. Joe's gets past Creighton 59-57 in the 8-9 game, then sends home DePaul 49-48 in round two. The ACC representative in the top half of that bracket, Wake Forest, also sent home in round two. The Demon Deacons get bounced by Boston College, the future ACC school, 67-64, so one regional semifinal in Bloomington features nine-seed St. Joe's, five-seed Boston College in that BC Wake game. BC led 33-31 at the half and held off the Deacons in the second half. Two Deeks in doubles. Frank Johnson, 20 points. Danny Young, 11. Wake Forest, 57.8% from the field, 26 of 45. Wasn't enough. They also... Shot 12 of 18 from the line, 66.7%. John Bagley with 35 of the Eagles, 67 on that day. BC, 50% from the field. Bagley made 10 of BC's 21 makes, took 16 of their 42 attempts. 25 of 35 from the line for BC in eliminating Wake. So we've put St. Joe's and BC in the regional semis. We've also put Indiana in the regional semis. Indiana would face UAB, who beat Western Kentucky by 25 in round one in Tuscaloosa. 
93-68, then beat Kentucky 69-62 in the 7-2 second round game, sending them on to Indiana's home floor in Bloomington. Indiana then eliminates UAB 87-72. St. Joe's over BC 42-41 in the other regional semi. I would not recommend going back and watching that one. And St. Joe's bows out to Indiana in the regional final 78-46, the final score there, sending the Hoosiers on to the final four. So we have Virginia and Indiana in the final four. We owe you two more teams. We'll give you the rest of that final four setup in just a second. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Stay tuned. This is Locked on ACC, April 15th, 2020. Thanks for joining us in a 1981 tournament throwback as we look at some of the best years in ACC basketball history. Another of the great ones this year. No ACC teams in the Midwest as we move ahead to that bracket. LSU, however, the number one seed, the Tigers, went to Austin for a game, then got to go back to New Orleans, which is essentially home. LSU beats Lamar in round two. Lamar got past Missouri 71-67 in the 8-9 game. LSU 100-78 over Lamar in round two, sending them to New Orleans, where the Tigers would face Arkansas. Arkansas beat Mercer 73-67 in the 5-12 game, then an outstanding game between Arkansas and Louisville, 74-73, the Razorbacks victorious in round two. So LSU and Arkansas in one regional semi. The other, Wichita State in the 6-11 game beats Southern 95-70, then beats Iowa 60-56 in the 6-3 game to make up one side of that regional semi. The other, Kansas, the seven seed, beats Ole Miss 69-66, then runs past Arizona State 88-71. So we have six seed Wichita State playing seven seed Kansas. The all-Kansas battle goes to the Shockers. 66-65, Wichita State beats Kansas, putting them in the regional final against LSU, who beats Arkansas 72-56. LSU then ends the dream of Wichita State. LSU 96, Wichita State 85. LSU on to the Final Four. Taking us to the West, our final region, the last ACC representative in this 1981 bracket is North Carolina. They are sent to El Paso. More on them in just a second. The top half of that bracket, Oregon State, the number one seed in that bracket. They would face Kansas State in round two. K-State got past San Francisco 64-60 in round one. Then K-State eliminates the second number one seed to go home in round two. K-State 50, Oregon State 48 in L.A., sending K-State on to Salt Lake City. They would face Illinois in the regional semi. Illinois got past Wyoming 67-65. Wyoming beat Howard 78-43 in the 5-12 game. So K-State, Illinois in Salt Lake City in one of the regional semis. The other, as we head down toward North Carolina's side of the bracket, Northeastern beats Fresno State 55-53 in the 6-11 game. 11-seeded Northeastern onto El Paso in round two to play Utah. Utah handily, 94-69, eliminates Northeastern. So Utah onto the regional semi on its home floor in Salt Lake City. 
10-seeded Pitt beats Idaho 70-69. They advance on to round two to face North Carolina. Carolina beats them 74-57. So one regional semi, eight-seed K-State, four-seed Illinois in Salt Lake City, and three-seed Utah and two-seed Carolina. K-State beats Illinois 57-52, sending the eight-seeded K-State club on to the regional final in Salt Lake City, where they would take on North Carolina, who beats Utah 61-56 on its home floor. And Carolina wins against K-State 82-68 for the Tar Heels as they go on to the final four. Carolina led that game 42-29 at the half. Four Carolina scorers in double figures. Al Wood with 21 and 17 rebounds. Sam Perkins, 16 and 11 caroms. Matt Doherty, 16 points. James Worthy, 15. Carolina, 33 of 61 from the field, 54.1%. 16 of 19 from the line, 84.2. K-State, meanwhile, puts three scorers in double figures. Rolando Blackman, 21 points, 10 boards. Randy Reed, 19 points, and Ed Neely, 12 points for K-State. They were 29 of 69, 42% from the field, 10 of 13 from the line, 76.9 in a losing effort. So now on to the final four being played in Philadelphia in the spectrum, as we mentioned. We have two ones, a two, and a three. Indiana beats LSU in the first National semifinal, 67-49 to the third-seeded Hoosiers on to the national championship. And then some ACC on ACC crime in, uh, in the other national semi. North Carolina, Virginia in the other national semi. The Tar Heels send home number one seed UVA that final 78-65. That game was all knotted at 27 at the half. Carolina outscores Virginia 51-38 in the second half to send home the Cavs. Al Wood, 39 points, 10 boards for North Carolina that day. He was 14 of 19 from the field, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. Good grief. Sam Perkins, 11 points, one board shy of a double-double. And Jimmy Black, 10 points for North Carolina, who was 25 of 47 53.2%, 28 of 37, 75.7 from the line. Virginia, four double-digit scorers. Jeff Lamp, 18 points. Lee Raker, 13. And Jeff Jones and Ralph Sampson, 11 apiece. Sampson, one board shy of a double-double. Virginia, 26 of 61, 42.6%. 13 of 15 from the line, 86.7%. And down go the Cavaliers. This was, by the way... One of those years where we still had a third-place game. Virginia played that against LSU and won that game, 78-74. So Virginia, the third-place team in 1981 for whatever that's worth. In that game, UVA led 37-29 at the half, wound up winning by four. UVA 22 of 58 from the field, 37.9%. 34 of 38 from the line, 89.5%. Jeff Lamp, 25. Lee Raker, 21. Ralph Sampson, 10 points and 11 boards for UVA in that contest. Greg Cook with 21 for LSU. Leonard Mitchell, 16 points, 12 boards. And Howard Carter, 14 for LSU. They were 32 of 69 from the field, 46.4%, 10 of 18 from the line, 55.6%. 
Also don't want to shortchange Willie Sims, who uh, poured in 13 off the bench for LSU in that contest. The national championship game, third-seeded Indiana, second-seeded UNC. Indiana wins the national title. Hoosiers 63, Tar Heels 50. Carolina trailed by one at the half, wound up losing by 13. Al Wood 18 for the Tar Heels, Sam Perkins 11. Carolina just 20 of 47 from the field, 42.6%, 10 of 16 from the line, 62 and a half. Isaiah Thomas, 23 points to lead everybody for Indiana. Randy Whitman, 16. Landon Turner, 12 for the Hoosiers, who were 23 of 48 from the field, 47.9%, 17 of 22 on free throw attempts, 77.3%. So the Indiana Hoosiers, your national champion, however... We had two ACC teams in the Final Four. One of them finished second. One finished third. Your all-tournament team, Al Wood of Carolina, Isaiah Thomas, Indiana, Jeff Lamp, Virginia, Jim Thomas of Indiana, and Landon Turner of Indiana. Your ACC representation on all region teams, Jeff Lamp, the most outstanding player of the East Regional. Lee Raker and Ralph Sampson from Virginia joined him on that team. The only other ACC representatives on any of the all-region teams, Al Wood, the most outstanding player of the West region, Sam Perkins and James Worthy of Carolina, joined him. So three Tar Heels on the all-West team, three Cavaliers on the all-East team. So there you have it. Your look at the world, the ACC, and the NCAA and Final Four in 1981. Congratulations to the Indiana Hoosiers the 1981 national champions. I want to thank you for joining us here on Locked On ACC. Again, if you want to contact us, it's very simple. We are at Locked On ACC on Twitter, LockedOnACC at gmail.com, the email address. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Sports Matters. We'll again ask you to like, rate, follow, share, and subscribe, please. The more feedback we get from you, the more shares, the more follows, the better you can keep up with the program. And the more we have in terms of information for what you like, and maybe what you want to see more of. We appreciate your support. While you got your smart speaker lined up, go ahead, tell it to play the latest episode of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board, the latest addition to the Locked On Podcast Network. And everyone, until Friday, be safe, be kind. We'll see you on Friday. This has been Locked On ACC. Thanks for tuning in.